I'm joined by the ever so lovely Bobby Malloy. She is a cosmopolitan South African radio and an award-winning television presenter as well. I like the way she's just keep like thumbs up. Like I'm here for it. Bobby, good morning and thank you so much for honoring our invite. How are you doing? Hello, beautiful, pretty. How are you doing? I am fabulous. Right it's now. so lovely to be here. I've always heard Val um, and you know, it's kind of the hood that I, I grew up in and yeah. I'm always around so I can only uh, tune in when I'm in the vicinity yes. but I've always wanted to come see how your studios work as a radio head I mean Lala, it's Lala. so nice to be here this is my castle I call I it the castle it. I don't like humble beginnings this is the castle That's and great. we are waking we are working through our testimony now I just want to start off yes. with obviously your journey mm. I'm gonna get to the resignation I want to know what how ah! you were feeling as you wrote that letter as you were writing what was going through your mind what was happening but we'll talk about that in just a okay. few I want to start us we're gonna start this conversation <laughs> off with the first time that you were introduced to the space of tv radio and i know that you did a margarine advert with your mother yeah Yeah. (laughs) take me from there so um if you can imagine what a radio studio looks like right it's quite a a high up desk um with high up chairs and a lot of technical equipment and there's an old story that I would walk around on top of the equipment when I was at the age of three, four, five years old. Because my mother did the show 12 to 3 on ah. the then um, uh, Radio Sesotho, uh, which now I suppose is Lesidi FM. <clears throat> and that's what she did. And so I kind of... Um, um, one of these kids that just grew up in studio, grew up around radio, grew up around television studios. I have pictures of me at 10, 11, 12 years old holding up boom microphones yeah. on the set of my mom's sitcoms. Um, so I always had a, a kind of understanding of how the business worked. My grandfather's an actor as well. And so stage plays, productions, um, commercials, the works, I'd always be around. And then, uh, yeah, then I started doing my first commercial I think my first commercial was when I was four years old and it was for a literacy campaign called read and I I don't think I could read (laughs) at four years old but I was adorable (laughs) Um, yeah and and that's kind of the kind of small tests of it which then prepared me for a lifetime of it I remember the first couple of times being behind the microphone on my own show for myself, pushing my own buttons, kind of commandeering the space. Um, And I was about 18 years old after winning a competition that was like an idols style competition for radio and I won that. And um, and I won that out of hundreds of thousands and of people. Need no, to no, make no, that many clear, people. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> need to set the tone. Yeah, look, and uh, and and I just kind of knew I'm home. I I love being behind the microphone. I can't say if radio or television is my first love. I was actually going to ask you that. I can't say. I can't say. I love both equally. And now we're in such a magical space in time because I'm on Instagram Live right now. So Ah. I'm on television and radio. I'm broadcasting uh, visually and um, audio. So, I mean, it's just such a wonderful time. I think I was born for, for exactly this time. And I think you're doing so phenomenal. Thank like you. You are doing amazing. And I honestly believe that you are not being given enough credit. Oh. And I, that's by just who? me. <laughs> by the people. Like, I think there's so much things that you've done so much. You've done amazing. And you also, in high school, you were part of choir and yes. drama as well. Yes. And I think you're... 
you know, when I say that people don't afford you enough, I simply relate to even your bio. Sure. Like there's so much that is missing. Yeah. You're a dancer. I was a singer more than a dancer, a singer mm-hmm. and an actress more than a dancer. And how, how was that? I mean, you I mean, have- I'm on TikTok. <laughs> 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 if you call that dancing, then I'm a dancer. Like there was a video of you I saw and you were wearing a black and white dress. You were dancing to one hop this time. But the way you did it, you know, that clap elegant. to the left. To the, it was elegant. It was flawless. <laughs> that Those legs, they did something. It was, maybe it's strictly calm dancing. Let's talk about that. So I hosted well. that in 2012 or 2013. I can't be sure. I hosted that. I didn't dance in it yeah. I didn't compete in it um, and I saw what the dancers went through and it is a job it's a full-time job you're dancing 12 15 hours a day it's very very intense so myself and Mark Lottering would just kind of you know float in on the day of the um, television show and we do our thing and then we'd float out and leave them with their, <laughs> their dancing and dancing do they dancing yeah yeah. And how, how was it for you? I mean, you are not dancing, but mm. how was the experience like? I mean, it's a world where obviously you have a full understanding because you're an artist. You are just sure. art, you know, sure. everything about you. So how was it like to see everything unfold? I mean, the pressures that you're talking about yeah. now and the time that they put in, how much time and effort did you put in to make it a success? How Loads. was it like for you? Yeah, I mean, we worked really, really hard um, and there were long, long days. But, you know, I'm always fortunate. I, I like to um, spread this because I think that there are a lot of rigors that are challenging in the business but once you're able to have a real understanding and acceptance that hard work is hard work you're going to be there 12-15 hours a day yeah that's just how it's going to be right um then you can start to really kind of surrender to enjoying what it is and so we did we really enjoyed ourselves I, I have really lovely lifelong friendships from that time um, and there were a lot of spaces that I think taught me a, a lot in terms of you know interacting with people yeah. in terms of um, various productions managerial styles in terms of some of the inner workings of the public broadcaster I came away with that really full as a person. Yeah. I came away with that. And I was I was in my kind of mid-20s. So there was there was a lot that I hadn't really seen and, and learned about people. Maybe industry, I know. But, you know, people, interacting with people, relationships, yes. that's something that you learn with experience. And your eyes kind of get opened up to the potential of how people are. And so I came away from that really feeling like um, someone must print me a certificate, please, because (laughs) I have done well here. (laughs) Give me my credit when it's due to me, right? Now, you spoke about management skills and the different methods that have worked. And I mean, you've worked with so many different outlets and you're doing amazing with that as well. You know, I saw a video, I I don't know if it was a prank or not, about what was happening. You contained yourself and it was on the morning (laughs) show. And it was said to be a prank between um, for you. How was that? You know, you speak about people and learning people and understanding people. What was it like in that moment when you were caught up in that? It was so confusing. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. And I was new. So I hadn't worked there very long. Yeah. I mean, April. So I'd started in March. So I'd only been there for, for that month beforehand. So I didn't really know... 
what was happening who these people were how they interacted with each other i didn't know if there was you know sometimes you don't get along with your colleagues of so course. i don't know if they didn't get along. i don't know anything ah next thing next thing <laughs> people are screaming at each other um so you know you can't just jump have in. you seen the video of course i have <laughs> did you see yourself walk away yes <laughs> and i remember i was there <laughs> I don't know. So I just, I, but that's a lot of kind of TV training, yes, but mm. also how I am, I think, as a person. I'm not going to just jump in. I want to understand what's going on because next thing, you know, I get pulled into a fight that's not my fight. Yeah, you get caught. Um, I hate surprises. I hate <laughs> pranks. I, I just, I find those things, especially with what we do. Yeah. I think I don't like being taken for a a joke. I was going to use another word. Another. <laughs> Thank God you didn't. Another very strong <laughs> word. But don't take me for that thing. But can I tell you something? I enjoy, yeah, but, you, but it was funny. It was funny. Mm. But I, I have to say something. You stood your ground and you kept your composure. And there was a point where you just said, it's morning live. And we'll just cut straight to the break. Yeah. But the composure and the way that you absolutely handled everything <laughs> was phenomenal I, I, yeah, it's very interesting moments like that happen and they kind of reveal a person's character mm. and and I think I was also I'd never really been in a situation like that so I think I was also kind of taken aback um, you know perhaps for entertainment's sake it would have been more interesting or funny if I just jumped in and kind of thrown my, my yeah, shoes and, and you know punched and whatever but Ah. It is what it is. <laughs> I've been pranked before. There was another show you got got, and they tried to prank me, and they called me for an audition on a Saturday morning. And I arrive at this place, and it's a place I've been to before, so I kind of believe that it's an audition. And they sit me and this other girl in front of some mirrors, and they're trying to do a, a makeup test, yes. right? And um, and then her skin, so they put the product on us and her skin starts peeling. Her skin, oh, quote unquote, okay, okay. starts peeling, quote unquote. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> you must have been terrified. No. First problem, I recognized her. Aha. Uh-huh. So I asked her, aren't you on a, don't you work with... Um, and then the way that she me, I was like, right, something weird's going on. Second of all, a mirror. We all know what mirrors look like. Yeah. Those mirrors weren't mirrors. Oh, so they were cameras. <laughs> Those mirrors there. weren't mirrors. Those were, uh, I don't know if they call them two-way mirrors. They were two-way mirrors. Okay. So I couldn't see that there were cameras, but that wasn't a real mirror. So I know something dodgy's going on. I think you, you are so pedantic. Like My eyes are too good. big. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see say it. into their future, their <laughs> past, your soul. <laughs> Those mirrors. And uh, and so I kind of figured it out. Then I, I actually walked outside. All of my stories have somebody who's like a little bit famous in them, hey? Because I, I phoned my friend, mm-hmm. and I said, babe, these people are trying to prank me. And it's not working. Like, I'm so tired. It's eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> on a Saturday. Can I just go home? And she's like, no, babe, just go like, what do you want to do? Because you could play along um, or you could just stand and be like, ah, oh, guys, you can't prank me, you know? 
and then they won't be able to use the episode. Ah, you see. Okay. So I had to make. So then I jump into television production mode, and I'm like, ugh. Do I want to waste their production? Ah, oh, but you wasted my time this morning. <laughs> anyway, so I went back and I, I kind of tried to play along a little bit and then her skin started peeling and I was like, oh, me, me. Did so you not say no? Like, no. Don't put the makeup on No, me. I just, I don't even really know how it ended, but it was kind of like, so don't prank me is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not, and don't try and think of the most elaborate prank so yeah. that I, you prank me. It's just... I don't know. Some people kind of are gullible and some maybe, I don't know. Yeah, aren't. I think that that's definitely not on your characteristic <laughs> list. Like you are definitely not gullible. Just I funny will take though. that. But nice stories to tell though. Absolutely. Now with the videos that we've seen, I mean, the same video that I'm describing, you know, there were also comments from people as well um, calling you coconut, calling you, uh, you know, various vicious words as well. And I think... Your ability to stand still and stand your ground, where do you get that amount of motivation, that amount of discipline that you just ooze? Greater is he that is in me than in the world. In the world. I have firm belief in God and I was created um, fearfully and wonderfully and I've always known that and I will always know that and I'm cared for and... I'm safe and I'm protected and as long as I'm not out doing harm to anybody, I kind of have a sense of the tall poppy syndrome yeah. um, that I, I have a real kind of understanding that because I have been put in certain positions and I've worked to be in certain positions, there's going to be people who want to cut me down. And, um, and so not to say that it doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm human. It does, but, um, and it can potentially, but I'm not going to live there. I'm not going to live there. I refuse to live defeated. I refuse to live in fear. I just refuse. That is such a tough thing. That is so tough. Uh, we live but in remember, fear. I also have the advantage of several years on the planet. Yeah, definitely. A and, and the wisdom. And so, you know, and, and that's why I love the idea of getting older. Because you do become a little bit more in your own self, uh, confident in yourself. You do become a little bit more um, self-assured. And, and coconut... Ntoya Coconut has been following me since I was two years old. So, like, if it's still going to hurt my feelings now, I've got to do some introspection. And also, you know, what's very interesting is I had an interaction, another name drop. I don't know how this is happening with Coconut Kells. And, um, and she had said, we, we had a really great, it's actually on my Instagram. And we had a great conversation about how at that time, which is the kind of 80s, mm. right, late 80s, when certain schools were accepting black students for the first time. And I think your university could be part of, part of that history, yeah. right? And what was the idea from a lot of our parents was that if we put you in these positions and spaces where you are white adjacent, where you learn to speak English a certain way, mm. we are doing something that will get you further in life. And that's just what the norm was because like it or not, that is what was happening in society, and it still is, in though. schools. If you look at the CEOs of companies, if you look at the people who are forerunning, that narrative was the case it is not now it is not anymore for the generation that perhaps i'm going to raise 
things have changed. So now imagine me getting upset or um, uh, denouncing the fact that my parents were doing the best that they could. That's just that. And that's exactly what it is. Exactly. Like people will hate you for the fact that your parents did best. Your parents did what they could to give you this education that you have. And it's just very unfortunate that my accent just turned out this way. Guys, <laughs> I have no control over it. I it mean, just happened this way. I, I, for me, it's not the accent, it's the voice. Did you go for voice training? Well, voice training in terms of theater training, yes. Oh. So yesterday I was doing a gig, I was emceeing and load shedding hit. And I said, can you all hear me? Can you all still hear me? <laughs> and they're like, yes. It's like, yeah, my intercostal diaphragmatic yeah. breathing is still working. <laughs> so yes, in terms of theater training for, for voice, yes. And then I studied music for a year. I studied singing. So there's voice training there as well. Do you think you can sing something? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you had to start it at absolutely. Aye, 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 aye. I thought I was on the right direction. Here. <laughs> I thought we were halfway there. I'm sure we were halfway there. But it's okay. It's okay. Now, um, the industry that you are in. Yes. We, we, we can't shy away from the fact that it is a, 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 an industry that absolutely dominates male. Okay. It is an industry. I like the way you say okay. Like, I'm not agreeing with you and I'm not saying no, but okay. Uh, it's an industry that... Um, takes preference especially on your slots that are the most important one your drive your breakfast yeah. you know and I don't think you've had difficulties but maybe I'm looking at it from a point of uh, your privacy of course <laughs> and I have to say you are quite one private person sure you are private I have to be and why is that so? Before we actually get into the male-dominated industry, why are you so private? Listen, imagine you're working seven days a week. Yeah. I, I bear my soul for this TV show, that TV show. I'm on the radio. I'm, you know, creating content. I'm hosting. I'm, you know, interacting with people. I'm, I'm public. My life is public, right? If there isn't a part of myself that I retain for myself... I'll expire. I'll be done. Ooh. So for me, it just is what's necessary and what's not necessary. My weight loss journey was something that was very public because yes. you can see what's happening. Um, I've been on my social media talking about a variety of things that are very public because you can see what's happening. But I mean, my life is my life. And I think that, you know, you don't kind of ask your bank manager... <laughs> <laughs> who, who he's dating or you know if your doctor oh, has wow. this scandal or that scandal so even me this is this is a job this is a career my life is not your entertainment that is so true you're a brand and that's where you want to keep it I go to work like everyone else <laughs> but it's, it's like a nine to five well, for you, it's a four to four. Like, I, I feel like you It's are whatever just... it is at that time. It is whatever it is at that time. Oh, we're chatting with Upabi Malloy in studio, who is the South African radio presenter, award-winning television presenter. She's many things that she didn't know that she was, but she's here with us. What has your experience been? When do you remember, Bubby? When was the time that you remember the most? I, th I think the prank can take the cake. Um, but I definitely think that Umaruna yesterday as well posted something saying from watching her, uh, share the stage with um, uh, what's, what's the name going away come on come on come on I need assistance uh, there was a tweet Maruna tweeted yesterday speaking about you sharing a stage with I think it was uh, David I'll find it now 
but I think we all share some sort of moment, especially. And I think some people might call you Madam Speaker. How do you uh, feel about that? I had six different emotions as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the most nostalgic program I've ever been on, Trending SA. Yes. It was just the most special. It was lightning in a bottle. It was, it was, I've got goosebumps. It, it's just one of the most iconic moments in my life and then in my career yeah. as well. I got that job at six months pregnant. I was six months pregnant. Now, I'm also very clever. I was about to say, did you make it known? Very whoopsie, whoopsie clothes. (laughs) No, but I did. I was very upfront with them. And I was like, look, this is the situation. You know, this is where you've caught me. And they said, well, you know, it doesn't matter. We want you on our show. So those incredible, incredible producers, Tabo Bizzo and um, Mr. Ngosi. And um, yeah, I started that show out and instantly realized that this is one of the most special groups of people I will ever work with. And we became best friends. We became sisters and brothers almost instantaneously. Yeah. We protected each other fiercely. We looked after each other. We They carried me through very challenging times. Um, you know, and now recently losing Siskuli has been just like, oh, so painful. And you know, so power. yeah. Um, but yes, Madam Speaker is something that will follow me forever, and I, I really don't ever. mind. I don't mind. Now let me get back to this one. I yes. just found the tweet. Okay. So she tweeted that from watching her alongside Darren. That's mm. the word I was looking for on Play TV. Yes. What was it like working alongside with Darren? Oh, that was fantastic. Uh, Darren Moore was great. The show was really fun. It was one of the first. And it's interesting you mentioned Trending SA and then Play TV because mm. there was a lot of physical comedy, a lot of um, absurdism. It was really rowdy, both those shows. And I think that there's a sense, because I can be so calm, that that like really rowdy, funny side, you know, people are often like very surprised by that coming yeah. out. I'd be surprised out. as well. <laughs> and and, and it, it's, a, it's very much a part of me. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. That was really a lot of fun. And and what have you taken from trending essay? What is that one thing that will always follow you from trending? Besides for Madam Speaker, of course. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. I think that, you know, I think unity is so important. I think that if you are a team, and you'll know this from being on radio, um, if you're a team, work as a team. Everyone pulls their weight. Everyone does the best that they can. Now, if I'm doing the best that I can, it doesn't look the same every day. Sometimes the best that I can is 40%. Ah. Sometimes the best that I can is 100%. And that's why respecting and looking after each other as a team is so important. Because when I'm on that 40% day, you're having a a 270% day and we can carry each other. So that's very, very important. Another thing is to... Really stand up for yourself, no matter what. Stand up for yourself. Make sure that you are able to sleep at night knowing that you stood up for yourself. You you said, okay, guys, but actually, one, two, three, I can't, I, I can help. Um, 
Yeah, and then just I have look to say after that's your, a friends. Tough one, Love hey? your friends. Like I have to say, that's a tough one, um, especially in the industry, because once you say something, you're too vocal, or oh, yeah. you just, you know, there's always going to be an assumption that piggybacks on whatever it is that you were just attacking at that if time. If you're a woman. Or just, if you're a woman, <laughs> which goes back to the conversation. Thank you for bringing me back to that one. And if you're a black woman, Libala. <laughs> I didn't say it. Anyway, so yeah. uh, this industry is male dominated. We all see it. It is evidently clear. And for you, have there been any challenges whatsoever with um, oh, yeah. the industry? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to say something that, you know, I haven't really thought too much about what my stance is on this. Um, so I'm not going to delve into it too much. I'm going to say this, though. Um, there are certain fights that certain people feel appointed to fight. So if that is for you to be the voice of X, Y, Z, then then more power to you. And I have a lot of women in the industry in that role around me um, who I support wholeheartedly, who speak out about that, who have the facts, who have the numbers, etc. I've been fortunate that I've, because I've got this kind of television vibe and radio and everything's going on at the same time, I, if I'm not in a prime time slot here, I'll be in a prime time slot somewhere else. If I'm not able to penetrate that glass ceiling here, I've, I've, I've done lots of things. I teach, I train people, I can kind of pivot what I do. And that's how I've chosen to survive in this industry rather than um, anything else. So yeah. so yes, those challenges are there. But I'm also going to say that I don't think that the challenges that I've had as a broadcaster are different to someone who's graduating today, who's going to go into any of the corporate industries mm. will have as a woman, as a black woman, as a young person. I don't think that they're going to be any different. I think that a lot of it is about kind of going, okay, so this is the lay of the land. Yeah. I don't accept it, but how do I survive within it? Which isn't like the Amanda Freedom Fighter way of living necessarily, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if we all have to be that all the time. And I think that I'm a forerunner Actually, in different spaces. I don't even think spaces. we should. I don't yeah. even think we should. You know, sometimes the fights that were won back then yeah. with that kind of approach was then. Yeah. It's like raising a child. You can't raise the child the same way that we did back then. Mm. Now times have changed. There are certain things that you need to also consider, mm -hmm. let alone the rights people have these days. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. And we find but ourselves I'm, I'm, stumbling. I'm, I'm also very much a proponent of self-development and, and kind of self-leadership, right? So... Mm. I can't walk into a space and say, you need to change this, you need to change that. I need to kind of go, okay, is it a space that I can have influence on or do I need to introspect about what my role is here? Do I accept that? Do I not accept that? If I don't accept that, how is it affecting my livelihood, my mental health? And then Slizer, if you need to. Slizer. <laughs> Probably will kill you with some lingo, lingo right here, I'm telling you. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> she just did that. Trust me, she just did that. Probably let's talk about resigning. Yes. Uh, you've That's been the slicing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what yeah, it is. Talk yeah. about resigning. I want to know that very moment as you were writing or drafting. Firstly, did you even draft your own um, resignation letter? Yes. Okay. 
Pella, you know, there's um, agencies, people get people to do things for them. So I don't know how it works. Um, how did that feel? What were the thoughts going through your mind as sure. you were typing on your keyboard? What was happening? It's interesting. Um, this is the first time I'm speaking about it. and I mean, it's an exclusive. I don't burn bridges yeah. in this business. So I have the utmost respect for the platform that... I was a part of for that time and I have iconic moments personally and publicly from that time yes and it just no longer fit and that's it it literally just no longer fit for them for me it just no longer fit that is heavy and that's it that is heavy mm. but it is clean terms mm. No, that on is my end at least, I will never bad mouth them. There's nothing too bad mouth. I think that, you know, you you actually like what kind of person are you if you run around and um, talk smack about where you come from? You <laughs> keep can't. throwing these punches. You, you know, I think that I think that you've got to be a person who like well you you you've got to be nothing. Be yourself, ne? everybody. That's all. okay. <laughs> what I choose to be is a person who walks with a measure of um, dignity. And with a measure of like, you know what, guys, if if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And we can't do anything about it. And it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. You just you, you just took my breath away like that was Really? Just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. But uh, I learned a lot from that experience. Yeah. Because I had to I had to go back and forth with myself. It didn't fit for a while. And I had to really think about like Oh, can I do it? Can I push through? Can I, can I pretend? Can I? And eventually I couldn't. Um, eventually I made the decision that I am of value as a person, as we all are. And it's not even about nice life or soft life or any of that. It's about I know what I'm capable of, what I bring to the table, who I am. And and I'd like to maintain a great relationship with myself. That is profound. Yeah. That is profound. Yeah. I'd like to love myself through this. And with that being said, have you ever said no to any gigs, any offers, anything like that yes. simply because they didn't match your... Yes. Or have I, actually, before I say yes. Because <laughs> I like to work. Mm. I do like to work. And I do like to do different things. Yeah. Um, have I? I'm sure I have. I can't remember. Maybe I haven't. It does take it out. Take it out. No, maybe I haven't. Maybe I haven't. There was a radio station that wanted me once. Mm -hmm. um, but then there were like racial tensions in the mix there. Yeah. And I just didn't like. And, and my politics are so different to what one would assume they are because of the way that I speak and we live in a country that, that does that immediately you're thought of in a certain way and uh, and I wouldn't be able to just giggle and laugh when certain things were said the Steve Biko in me would come out <laughs> and so it would be it would be a wall and so I, I said no to that gig and speaking of Steve Biko um, you are one of the few people or many people rather that look up to uh, the late Mami Umamwini oh my gosh 
Did I touch a nerve? No, I mean, oh. I just think it's so wonderful that we keep saying her name. It's like a candle. You know, yes. we keep brightening the space and we keep reminding ourselves as South Africans who we are and, and what we're made of. So, yes. <laughs> so, what was it exactly about Umamwini that just stood out for you, that resonates with you, and that you take so much from her? <sighs> I think one of the most iconic. One of the most iconic experiences of being a black woman that I've had is to be invisible and to be banished and to have your contribution or who you are erased. And I think that many of us can experience that, where you're overlooked, where you you are um, undermined, right? And obviously on a completely different scale yeah. in modern time, all right? <laughs> but her actual banishment, like being being told you cannot even be here, you, your, your contribution to many aspects of the freedom that we enjoy today um, have been erased. And yet I don't think I ever saw her hunched, slumped, down, I always saw her walking in dignity. Mm. And it's something that I'm very fortunate. So my grandmother would always cart me around from place to place. And they were very active in the various leagues of the ANC at that time. So there was the Veterans League. Yeah. And I was always there. And, and that for me is something that always stood up. That no matter what's happening in the height of apartheid, in the height of a state of emergency, whatever it is, we walk in dignity because we know who we are and we're, we're, we're people and we have value and we're amazing. And our children, theirs, had sacrificed their lives for this freedom. So we're going to walk in a way that, that honors. honors who we are. Yeah. And, and Mum Winnie did that and does that for me. Iconic. You speak about Umamwini and not being like she didn't have a frown on her face. She wasn't defeated by life. And that's exactly what you resemble. Because every picture you see, you've got a big, beautiful <laughs> smile. And yet we, you, you know very well that there's a lot going on. But you carry yourself with so much ease. And what works for you? Is it meditation, the affirmations in the morning? What I can't sit still. So meditation is hard. I can't. <laughs> come together. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. Um, so I train. I work out. Yes. Um, and that is a form of moving meditation for me. Um, I have a five-year-old. And I, I just, I don't know... Whew, love, love is a meditation. You know, I have the most incredible brother who I spend lots of time with, who I'm absolutely obsessed and just I love, 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 love him. His mind, his way of being, and so spending time with my boys is really beautiful. Um, work can be a meditation. You know, when you really get into uh, doing a good job, is, you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, Do, I know doing exactly a good what job, you giving your best, yeah. can be a meditation. And then prayer, absolutely, like continuous, constant prayer. Um, yeah, and I think also just being fair to myself, 
because I'm not. Can the idea of Imbogoto just fall? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sassy Imbogoto, mind you. We're no I'm, longer yes, Bogotas. Thank you we very are much. Thank you. We are fragile. Like, like we break. Under eyes. <laughs> yes, it's exactly that. And so when I'm feeling like, okay, 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 it's too hot now, I turn everything off. Done, done. I'm not coming. I'm not answering. I'm not social media. I'm not like I'm just gonna be uh, insular for a while. So, what's the longest social media break you've ever taken? Or how's the? What was the longest time frame where you've ever switched off? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Months, months. But I'll still be there because I work. But you just switch off on a personal capacity, and you just like I'll do the work, but this needs to stay low. Mm. Wow. You say you grew up with Ukoko. Yeah, so my family is my mum, my gran, my aunt, my um, my grandfather was very instrumental in my life. Uh, it was my dad's birthday yesterday. Um, and yeah, like a really uh, artistic, loud, fun, rambunctious family. That is nice. So we, we absolutely see what you are saying because you are everything you just mentioned. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm... I'm I'm probably one of the, the lesser talented in my family. Lesser talented? Oh, yes. Those people, it's ridiculous. Like, ugh. Um, and, um, and, and charismatic and good looking. I mean, those, my, my people are, my people are wow. <laughs> my people are wow. Oh, are you wow. not discrediting yourself at this point? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I know that, I know who I am and, and what I am, but my family truly is incredible. Truly, truly incredible. And you know, yes. I'm learning a thing about um, bloodlines. Yes. And I'm learning how, you know, that talent that you have for business, for example, that you somehow knew how to sell sweets at school. Yes. And you'd make a good profit. Um, and then you're in varsity and you print T-shirts. And you just, everyone just knows that you have you're that, that skill. Yeah. If you go back in your bloodline and you have an understanding of who your people are, you'll find entrepreneurship, you'll find business in your bloodline. Or call, call, yeah. like someone who was in the, in the, in the, in the village somewhere um, will have had that. And I know that we are the griots, we are the um, court jesters, we are the storytellers, we yeah. are all of that. That's in my bloodline. And then from my father's side, there's a really strong entrepreneurial kind of um, bent. Uh, my great-grandfather uh, was one of the instrumental members who started Sascock. Um, so there's a there's like an organizational, you know, functional yeah. um, leadership that's in my genes. It's in my genes. So I celebrate that. And I've always got to big them up because they're big. Wow. Uh, most papers I'm that we have read. I'm dropping bars today. <laughs> tell you we're having so much fun it's crazy bars that are being dropped here wow. i want us to speak about um you exploring your father's side of entrepreneurial yes um and you most articles that we've read indicate that you have left uh, the show to pursue something different yeah what are we looking forward for in the future well i'm studying at the moment and i'm studying more of kind of practical entrepreneurship I have a real feeling that it's not a simple answer but I have a real sense that if especially as women especially young people can have um, 
kind of economic security there are a lot of social ills that we can avoid mm. and i think that if i am able to own um babalo fm imagine if i can have that capacity to empower many 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 young people um so business is very interesting to me from that kind of social upliftment point of view and so that's what I'm doing. That's what I, I kind of do every day for several hours a day. And I, I sit on my computer and I do my assignments and I am a good little student. Yeah, assignments. Oh. <laughs> I think the day um, of graduation is quite exciting, but going through the process of actually doing those assignments, the late nights, the resource, the finding information, there's so much of it. Well, I mean, this is a lot more practical what I'm doing. Yeah. So we're looking at our own businesses and analyzing them. People are starting their businesses so mm. we have really nice case studies to study off of each other it's all very interesting and practical as well that is very interesting hey Bobby, we have a question here coming through it says when you are on a journey of letting go and starting a new unknown chapter what does the content of your prayer sound like Ooh. Coming in from one of our very own, Jose Khadi, who does the drive show that's an incredible question that is a powerful question yeah well, first, I think gratitude is very important because I think that, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So to be in some sort of um, metaphysical, you know, emotional, psychological journey means that we have a measure of privilege because we have the time and the, the resource of time is open for us to do that. So I think gratitude. Thank you that I can. Thank you that I can think about these things. I'm getting goosebumps. You know, I think thank you that I'm in a position where I have... Yes, time, but I also have the capacity in terms of I can read, I can, you know, engage, I can go to these places. Mm. So a and lot we take of that for granted. Yes, yes, mm. we do, we do, we really do. So a lot of gratitude, I think, is a, a massive, massive thing for me. And then um, the the gift and the ability to discern what to do next and when. And then also, <sighs> like, keep me calm. Because I like to work. I like to go. I like to, oh, I'm booked and busy. I like that. But sometimes it's good not to be that for a little while. Yeah. And, yeah, I live from my heart. So that's, that's a lot of what I would pray for. I hope that resonates. Oh. I, I, I think, sense. you know, it, it actually resonates because I didn't even ask the question, but I think it was so profound when you answered it, the words that came out. And I think gratitude for me absolutely takes number one. Paramount. It definitely does. And number two, like you mentioned, discerning, mm. understanding where to go from here and making sure that God leads you. Mm. And you don't, because I simply don't think that we are in control, but we believe that we are in control. Yeah. Things happen for a reason. Yeah, Bobby, you just made me think about a whole lot of things. I was, oh, wow. <laughs> and it's such a lovely thing to be able to do that. It's scary, but it's so lovely to be able to go, okay, so that's what I used to be. I'm going to shed that skin and unlearn and pick up some new skills and chart a new course. Wow. Bobby, before I let you go, I mean, we've got five minutes to the top of the hour. <laughs> An hour is never it enough. It flies, eh? It flies so much. Um, I, I wanted to speak about your journey in radio and TV. 
um, the amount of inspiration you are to different <laughs> women as well. Do you, do you find? Do you have? Do you suffer from imposter sim- syndrome? Sometimes you do. Sometimes uh, a lot less now than ever before. Okay. A lot less. Um, especially in the things that I kind of have always done. So I know that I'm dynamite behind the mic. I know when I'm on TV. I know. I know that. I know my Keep shooting. Like, I, I love know. it. I know that. Boom. But, you know, there are things that are new to me. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there are things that are foreign to me. That I've got, for example, leadership. I've got to be in a leadership position. It's never been something I've wanted to volunteer <laughs> Because because I'm so self-led that I I have had to really dig deep and hone into the understanding, first of all, that you have to kind of motivate others. So, you know, some you have to like really mine it out of them. Some people need a lot of big up, big up, big up, big up. Some people don't. So I've had to really, and I'm learning that. That's also part of what I'm doing here with this course. So I'm learning that and I'm learning that. And so perhaps in those spaces where I'm new, I'll feel like, oh, should I be doing this? Should I be here? Um, But a lot less now than ever before. I'm glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. My question was, um, you know, there's so many women and men as well that absolutely look up to you. And there's a lot that you might take for granted that people actually see. And I see that a lot with random DMs. You know, people will send you messages and say things like, you're doing so well. Mm. And what, 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 what might be your last or parting words right now to leave with these people that are listening and they are dying to find themselves in a position where everything is sealed and they are successful? You know, everybody's in a rush to be successful. Yeah, I'm still waiting to be successful. Thank you very much. <laughs> the day will come. Humble This me. is my mother, my papa. Hello. <laughs> Hi, daughter. My, my, my mother. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> so, I suppose, I don't know, you know, you can say a lot of things. Um, but really, I think if you just give yourself um, grace... Give yourself grace. No matter where you are, do the best that you can. Approach it with the best of yourself, the best of your energy, the best of your love, the best of your talent, the best of your... Show up on time, da da da, da all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then give yourself grace. Just give yourself grace. And I know, I know it's not easy. It's really not easy. You have a vision of where you want to be and what you want to be. And it seems like the road is meandering and it's hard mm. and it's trudgingly uphill. And um, But give yourself grace. And, and for me, I think that's a big part of why I am able to close that self-love loop. Because I know that I, every day I show up and I give the best of myself. And so if it fails, then it just wasn't for me. I can't be like, ah, Ngabiki, I should have just, if I really, I had, because, so don't leave that gap for yourself because that's, that's, discipline is a form of self-love. It's a huge form of self-love as well. So, yeah, I think, I think we're in a very challenging position as South Africans. I think as um, the young people who are listening now, I think, I mean, you know more than anyone else with the fees issues, with the economy issues, with this pandemic that we've just gone through. And you're standing, you're standing, you're here, you are standing. And so give yourself grace. Yeah. 
Wow. Parting words from Bobby Malloy saying that give yourself grace. Bobby, yes. thank you so much once again. Thank you, pretty. Thank you. You know, we could go back and forth. We could go, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> and my mother has to read the news now, please. <laughs> That's correct. We're out of here. You can catch Bobby on the socials as well. She is at Bobby Molloy. My name is Pretty Nguyen. Let's do